Welcome to the anointed and transformational teaching ministry of Pastor Walea Kinshiku, Senior Pastor of House of Praise Mississauga, Canada, a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. It is our prayer that as you listen to this message, that you will be empowered to achieve your dreams and fulfill your destiny. God bless you as you listen. What is Jubilee? What is Jubilee? Jubilee is not just a day. Jubilee is a declaration. Somebody say declaration. <laughs> Jubilee is the declaration of the intention and the will of God concerning specific issues in the lives of his children. Concerning specific issues. So Jubilee is a day that signifies the beginning of a new season. Jubilee is also a declaration. That is why the trumpet is blown on the day of atonement, which signifies the beginning of Jubilee year. The Jubilee, the year of Jubilee starts on the day of atonement with the blowing of the trumpet. Now, that Jubilee, that blowing of the trumpet is a declaration. Now, this declaration, please understand very carefully. This declaration is not just um, like sharing news. This declaration is a legal declaration. It is a legal declaration to let people know what has been, what God, what the will of God is, what God is saying concerning the situation. We're going to be having some declarations here today. I said we're going to have some declarations here today. Leviticus 25 verse 9 says, Then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, and the day of atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. It's a declaration. Throughout all the land. When that trumpet sounds, it sends a particular message. And that message is telling them is that this is the will of God concerning you. And we're going to be expressing this and showing that in a few minutes, you know, what you should be expecting in this season. Some of the things you should be expecting in this season. I won't finish everything today. I'll continue uh, as, as time goes on. All right? Now, what is Jubilee? Jubilee is not just a day. Jubilee is not just a declaration. Jubilee is also a decision made by God in heaven to be compulsorily implemented on earth. Somebody say compulsorily. Well, if you don't like the word compulsorily, you can put the word mandatorily. If you don't like the word mandatorily, you can put the word by force, by force. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all the same thing. It means the same thing to me. You see, compulsory, it must be implemented on earth. This is not, there's no negotiation about it. It has to be implemented. If you are saying that I'm going to be an obstacle, I won't implement the decision that has been made, then that obstacle will be removed. Somebody's speaking it now. That obstacle will be removed. Now, whether it be individual obstacle, whether it be institutional obstacle, whatever kind of obstacle, whether it be demonic obstacle, as I'm speaking right now, the obstacles, they are being removed in Jesus' name. I've seen this over and over in this nation. I've seen many obstacles removed from his church. I've seen this a lot. I've seen people that sat down in meetings with me you know, I sat in a meeting, I can never forget, about eight years ago, I sat in a meeting in this, in this nation, in a government building, where they, they, as I was entering, about to enter the meeting, our legal representative 
told me, he said, Pastor, you're about to enter a lion's den. I said, that's good. I like it. Because I have a God that dominates the lion's den. He said, you're about to enter a lion's den. He said, the 12 most powerful people. That's exactly what the, the word is. The 12 most powerful people in the city of Toronto concerning anything to do with properties are sitting in that room. He said, and you are about to enter that room now. He said, and pastor must let you know there's a bit of hostility in the room. I said, it's okay. Lions then anyway, it's going to be hostile. <laughs> I entered the place. I said, good morning. No. Silence. <laughs> it was truly hostile. I'm telling you a true life story. You know, it was a meeting that was called by the city of Toronto to discuss about our property. Very hostile meeting. I stood there, our lawyer spoke, and um, you know, after he spoke, I was there with the architect and our lawyer, after the lawyer spoke, you know, the very man, and I'm telling you a true life story, our architect uh, that designed this place also, it was, it was a living with us, it was very there, very much there. The very man that myself and the architect went to see in the city of Toronto, that told us that it's not possible that told me at one point, he said, Pastor, because I had a small little Bible with me when I, was, when I, when I, when I went uh, on that particular day, one day when, I went to, when we went to see him for the first time. He said, what do you have in your hand? Is your Bible? I said, yes. He turned to his, behind him, he pulled out a binder. He said, this is my own Bible. This is the Bible for the city of Toronto. If it's not here, it's not done. I said, I like this. Bible against Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and rod of the Egyptians against the rod of Moses, the rod of Moses swallowed it up. I said, so yeah, I like this. That day, he told me it's not done. He escorted me and our architect, Nathan, he escorted us to the elevator just to wave us bye-bye. As far as he was concerned, it was good radiance to bad rubbish. What he did not know is that there's a fighter in me. See, many of us give up too, too, too early. I, I was in I was all the rest of I said, oh, thank you very much. He just thought, this useless people, let them go. What he didn't know, what he didn't know was that, you see, we serve a God that is both a lamb and a lion. He doesn't look for trouble. But if you bring trouble, he doesn't run away. I didn't go look for his trouble, but since he said, so I said, all right. Then you will find out that um, we are going to fight. It's going to be fight. <laughs> then I remember Deuteronomy 2.24, you know, he said, rise up, cross over this river. He said, I've given you the land, but engage him in battle. Now, this is not about physical human beings now. It's only engaging in the realm of the spirit. It was in the process of the engagement, cut long story short, that they called me and called us to this meeting. And I sat in the meeting. That very man, I'm telling you a true life story. As the meeting was going on, at one point, he just bowed down and said, Listen, he said, he said, you know what? I've been, I've been known to come up with good, good, a good gem once in a while. That's what he said. Then he spoke and gave a solution to solve the problem he said cannot be solved. <laughs> he gave a solution to the problem he said cannot be solved. But you see, the reason why that happened is because Along the lines, when I was, when he had told me that, and I came back 
to the Almighty God. And I was searching and asking the Holy Spirit, what is needed? What, what should be done? And this is where Christians need to understand. And then he gave me light from the book of Galatians chapter 4. There's a verse, scripture there in Galatians chapter 4, that says that the law that came 430 years later cannot cancel the promise. Once I saw that verse of scripture in the book of Galatians, if you find it, give it to me. I want to read it in Galatians. It said, the law that came 430 years later, 400 years later, it cannot cancel the promise that was given to Abraham. Galatians 3.17. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant which was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the prophet promise of no effect. So there is no law created in any country, in any city, in any municipality that can cancel the promise of God. So, I, so once I saw that scripture, I said, God, thank you very much. The light came into me. I said to myself, all of the bylaws of the city of Toronto, no matter what the law is, it can't cancel the promise God has given me concerning the land. <laughs> Let me say this to you. The promises of God is superior to the laws of men. That's why I say one more time, whatever and whoever is an obstacle to the fulfillment of the promise of God in your life, today, may they be removed in Jesus' name. May they be removed in Jesus' name. A decision made by God that will be compulsorily implemented. Nobody can negotiate it. Nobody's going to tell me. It's going to be compulsory. You see, the promises you are receiving here today, it will be compulsorily implemented. Don't take no for an answer. Just because a man says no, you panic. If God has not said no, it's not no. I said, if God has not said no, it's not no. It's not no. That man thought he could intimidate me with, his, with, his, uh, with him saying no. You know, it was in that process that I got to know the present premier of Ontario, Doug Ford. He was the counselor of the world then, called World Two. It was in that process that I met him. He couldn't change it. He, couldn't, he was the counselor. He spoke, he went to the council, meeting. he couldn't do anything about it. His brother was the mayor then, Rob Ford. Couldn't change it, couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> because God has ordained it that man will not be able to solve it. And the Bible says, when I, they said, I look unto the hills, from where come my help? My help comes from God. <laughs> I met with Rob Ford, I met with all of them. They couldn't change it. Nobody could do anything about it. But God solved it. Please don't just take no for an answer. Don't sit down there and think the Bible is a weak book. Don't sit down there and think the Bible is a historical book. The Bible is not just a compendium of historical facts. The Bible is a living book. Someone say living book. Oh, why are you speaking like you're speaking of yesterday? Come on, say it like you mean a living book. The Bible is a life. Hebrews 4 verse 12, the word of God is living and powerful. It's powerful. If you see your Bible as a historical compendium, then it is. If you see your Bible as a book of, you know, that just tells us about stories that have happened thousands of years ago, then that's what it is to you. If you see your Bible as a living book written by a person that is still alive, then it is what it is. 
a decision made by God in heaven to be compulsorily implemented on earth. I hope I won't break some things today. <laughs> I think it looks like I've started breaking some things. Anyway, God will help me here today. Let's look at a few scriptures. Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ was teaching us, he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right? Is that not what he said? He said, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Now, this is what I wanted to say. Your will be done on earth as what? Now, this is what I wanted to pay attention to. In heaven, it is. It is. It's not going to be. Stay with me here. In heaven, it it is. It's not going to be in heaven. It is. Presently, right now, in heaven, it is. It is in heaven that you will advance. It is in heaven you will not be poor. It is in heaven you will be fruitful. It is in heaven you are the head, not the tail. It is in heaven you will expand to the right and to the left. It is in heaven for somebody here that in the next one year you are getting married. It is in heaven that you will live in divine health. It is not going to be. It is. Satan knows he can't change that. Forever, O oh Lord, thy world is settled in heaven. So what Satan tries to do is to make sure that what is in heaven doesn't, is not done on earth. He wants to make sure that what is, it is in heaven. It's not done, come on now, on earth. It's not done on earth. It is in heaven. And that's why you must know part of the process of what it takes to make sure that what is in heaven is done on earth. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 103, verse 3, the Lord has, pardon me, this is verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. So just because God is in heaven, it's not a disadvantage. It's not a disadvantage. Please understand that. His kingdom rules over all. Daniel chapter 4, verse 17 says, the decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of man. God does not just rule in the realm of the spirit. God doesn't just rule in the spirit world. He rules in the kingdom. Let me put it practically. He rules in Canada. And whatever nation you're watching from, God rules there. Can somebody say that to you? God rules in this nation. Yeah, he rules in the kingdom of man. He rules in the kingdom of man. Somebody said, well, I've been looking for a job. And somebody said, well, let us pray. Say, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know my resume. Listen to me. Your boss is an employee. <laughs> so I say, oh, my, my boss, actually, Pastor, I don't know if you understand. My boss actually is the one that owns the company. I'm telling you he's an employee. <laughs> as long as you keep on seeing people as owners, then you are going to be having challenges. Your faith will be crippled. Nobody is an owner of anything. So the boss says, you can't say that. I own the, my house. I own the land. Then you don't understand. 
Leviticus 25, verse 23. Look at it. Put it on the screen. Leviticus 25, 23. The land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me. There's nothing, nobody called landlord. <laughs> there are only land stewards. No landlord. You have, to, you, have to be, you have to understand scripture. So don't say, oh, my boss wants a business, my boss wants a business, he can do whatever he can do. Nobody can do whatever they can do. Everybody's under authority. Whether they believe it or they don't believe it. Everybody's under authority. Are you still with me? Yes, sir. Okay. So, what is the meaning of Jubilee to the New Testament Christian? This is where there's a bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament I want to explain to you. What is the meaning of jubilee? I'm a New Testament Christian pastor, so what is the meaning of jubilee to me? The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ has given every believer access to the blessings of jubilee originally reserved for the covenant people of Israel. You see, Jubilee was originally, in the original context, and I don't have time to lay out what the original context is for you, but it's something that is very easy to understand. In the original context of it, it was just for the people of Israel, the physical Jews. But when Christ came and died, when we put our faith in Christ, we now have access to this blessing of Abraham. Galatians 3.29 says, if you, if you are Christ, then are we Abraham's seed? Is that not true? Then he is according to the promise. According to the promise. Okay? Someone said, but that still doesn't answer the question about Jubilee. Good. Now look at this. When Jesus Christ began his ministry, our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here on earth, when he began his ministry, he declared Jubilee from that day forward for those that will believe. From the very day Jesus started, he took that scroll in the synagogue in Luke chapter 4, he declared what is called Jubilee. I want you to know that in the scripture, the day of Jubilee has three different names. Because I didn't have time to go through all of it today. Number one is called the day of Jubilee. Number two is called the day of harvest. Sorry, the day of freedom, pardon me. The day of freedom in the book of Ezekiel. And number three is called the acceptable year of the Lord. Those are the three ways Jubilee is described. The Jubilee year is described. The year of Jubilee, the year of freedom, the acceptable year of the Lord. These are all scriptural descriptions of the year of Jubilee. So let's look at what Jesus did. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21, I want you to, I want you to pay attention to this place. Look at what it says. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Pay attention. This was a Sabbath day, right? Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on, are you with me now? It's a Sabbath day. Now, I told you there are three ways the year of Jubilee is described in the Bible. Number one is the year of Jubilee. Number two is the year of freedom. Number three is the acceptable year of the Lord. Thank you. So this was a Sabbath day, okay? Regular day. 
So he stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. He is set to set at liberty those who are oppressed. <laughs> Verse 19. To proclaim what? Come on now. Now, Jesus is showing up here. Jesus is not 50 years old. Jesus is 30 years old. 30 years old. He's showing up on a regular Sabbath and he's declaring Jubilee. Now, how do you think the audience there, how do you think they were receiving that? These were all Jews. It was in the synagogue. They were saying to themselves, come on, this is not right. This is not right. No, 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 no. You can't declare Jubilee. This is the Sabbath day, regular Sabbath day. Why are you declaring Jubilee? It's not the Jubilee year. And moreover, it's not even a personal Jubilee for you. You're not even 50 years old. <laughs> and Jesus was telling them that I'm here now and I'm declaring the Jubilee to you. The reason is because, listen very carefully, what triggers the Jubilee year is something called the Day of Atonement. The Atonement. Atonement talks about the sacrifice in the Old Testament where animals are killed, the blood is shed to atone for the sins of the children of Israel. So when Jesus showed up and was declared, but those things in the Old Testament were types and shadows of what is to come, the perfect sacrifice. So when Jesus came and showed up, he was telling them, Listen, all those things were types and shadows to prepare you for the real thing. The real thing is now here. I am the real atoning sacrifice for the blood of flesh and goats. Bulls and goats cannot take away the sin of man. They can only cover them. I am now here to do, bring about remission, to atone for the sin. Atonement means at one moment all the sins are wiped away. So when he stood there as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, he was telling them, I'm the atoning sacrifice, so I'm declaring jubilee. So if 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ stood and said, I'm declaring jubilee. Friends, I want you to understand, this is your jubilee season. I said it. I'm feeling a bit more energy on this side. This is your jubilee season. This is your jubilee season. Today is the beginning of your jubilee year. Today is the beginning of your jubilee year. This day is the beginning of your jubilee year. I don't know where you're sitting down. This day is the beginning of your jubilee year. This day is the beginning of your jubilee year. This day is the beginning of your jubilee year. Wherever your cities, jump on your feet. Give him a shout if you believe that. I want you to turn around to three or four people, open your own mouth and tell them, this is the beginning of my jubilee year. This is the beginning of my jubilee year. Come on, tell them now. It's the beginning of my jubilee year. I don't know if you know that, but it's the beginning of my jubilee year. I just want to let you know it's the beginning of my jubilee year. Don't look at me. With the same way you look at me. Oh, last season. This is a new season for me. Hallelujah. Let me say something to you. I know people sympathize with you in your previous seasons. 
In this new season, nobody will sympathize with you. In this new season, people will celebrate with you. They will celebrate with you. They will celebrate with your children. They will celebrate with your family. If you receive that, give him a shout of praise. Jesus declared the year of Jubilee, calling it acceptable year. But what baffled me the most is that Jesus said to them, look at what he said, today. Jesus told them, which day? Today. Today. When he stood and he read that, he said, today. And when he finished that, he closed the book. He gave it to them. He said, he said, this is it. He said, today. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. So, what we need to do is this. These blessings of Jubilee must be activated by faith. That's why I need your faith to come alive this morning. This is not an ordinary thing about to happen here in a few minutes. It has to be activated by what? Personal faith. Galatians 3.14 That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Faith. Someone say faith. Yeah, faith. 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 It has to be through faith. It is to you according to your faith. Faith. So if you sit down there or you're watching online and you're saying to yourself, I don't know, I, don't, I, will, I will have to, I'm, I'm 27 years old, I'm 33 years old, I don't know if this is my jubilee, I just have to wait until I'm 50. Congratulations, wait for another 23 years. <laughs> so I must sit down and say, well, I'm, I'm already 57, I don't know, I'm I kind of like a bit seven years late, I have to wait for until I'm 100, if you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, you can wait. You can wait. God help you. Celebrate the remaining jubilee upstairs. But one or two of us are here. Our faith is alive. I said my faith is alive. I'm here. I must let you know to receive this promise of jubilee. (laughs) So sit down. Let me show you then. The four blessings of Jubilee I want to share with you. There's not only four that is available. I just want to share these four with you. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Instead of me writing the number there and now share only two or three with you, and I start getting text messages and emails and messages on Instagram and you know, posts and saying that, oh, pastor, so and so and so. I went to preach in a particular church. I preached in a particular church in Nigeria, you know, and shared with them about fulfilling destiny and told them there were four kids. And there were four kids, actually, on my PowerPoint. But the time they gave me, I ran out, I ran out. So I stopped. I said, so I gave them two. And I said, okay, so that's it. Um, so see you later on. And they started calling the church office here. <laughs> True life story. They started calling the church office and asking, hello, excuse me, yeah, yeah, pastor preached this message in our church, and we're just wondering if you have the remaining two. <laughs> True life story, you know. They started disturbing me. So they were telling them in the church office that we don't have the remaining two. They said, okay, can you go and find it, please? We need it. <laughs> so now I've left my lesson. When I'm going to the place, what, the one I can say is the one I write today. So, four. <laughs> but I'd like you to pay attention because this was, I want your faith to come up. Because as I'm saying it, I'm going to be making some declarations. If it applies to you at all. 
If you applies to you, anyone applies to you, and if all of them applies to you, please make sure you're jumping up and you're receiving. The first one is deliverance and freedom. Deliverance and freedom is one of the key blessings of Jubilee. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, the day of atonement, and proclaim liberty. Proclaim liberty. Now this liberty is throughout all the land and to all its inhabitants. All, everybody. It's not for some people. It's for everybody. But I want your faith to come alive. Okay? And Jesus came and Jesus said he wants to proclaim liberty to captives. That's what he said when he declared the acceptable year. You see, but friends, people don't even know that they're captives. So they don't seek freedom. They don't even know that they're captives. So they don't seek freedom. There are people, perhaps under the authority of my voice right now, that are captives to substances. But they don't even know. They think that, uh, well, it's just recreational. Some are captives to alcohol. It rules their lives. Those say, no, 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 pastor, don't talk about that. I'm just a social drinker. There's nothing called that. <laughs> They're captives to it. You know, there's addiction to drugs. You might call it recreational. Some of you might call it medicinal. Whatever you want to call it. It's addiction. Addiction to nicotine. Some are addicted to prescription medication. You know? Prescription painkillers. Some are addicted to prescription medications that they can't sleep without it. <laughs> I had a friend when I was in university. He couldn't sleep without diazepam, lorazepam, you know, and all the benzodiazepines. He, he has to take it before he could sleep. Some are captives to lust. Some are captives to different, different things. And some definitely are captives to sicknesses. Sicknesses. The Bible says in Luke chapter 13, verse 10, it talks about a woman that was crippled by an evil spirit. The woman was bent over, and the Bible says something very powerful. Says she could in no way raise herself up. Luke 13, 11. And that's the key to understanding captivity. Anything you want to do that you cannot do by yourself is an indication of captivity. We're going to be praying, so I want you to, I want your eyes to be open. You want to stop. So that's why people say, I want to stop smoking, I just can't stop. I want to stop this, I can't stop. I just want to stop this, I can't stop. So they put the patch, they put the this, they put everything. They can't stop. Everything you want to do and you can't do by yourself. Again, captivity is in place. You have to fight it. You have to understand that Jubilee season tells us that it is time for you to be free. And somebody is going to be free here today. Yeah. I said somebody is free here today. Yeah. Whatever anybody has put in place in your family, no matter how long it has been there, I stand there representing Jesus Christ and declare over you, your freedom is today. Yeah. Every demonic oppression on you, on your children, on your family, your freedom is today. Yeah. Ha, <laughs> ha,
Freedom, deliverance. Freedom, deliverance. Some people are oppressed by demonic forces all over the place. Demon spirits, demonic forces. People are afraid. Some people are oppressed by fear. I know people that are wealthy that cannot fly. They are wealthy. They have means. I have the privilege of knowing, knowing, knowing many different levels of people, different types of people. They're very wealthy, but they can fly. There was a soccer player. Some of you that are very much into sports, and since there's World Cup going on, I might, I might as well use a sports analogy. There's a soccer player called Dennis Beckham. He used to play for, he's a Dutch, he's Dutch. He used to play for Netherlands. Okay? He used to play for Arsenal. Then his country, of course, Netherlands. Very good soccer player. Very, very good. He could not fly. Because he was European and he was living in Europe, most of the matches that they played in Europe, they used to drive or take a train. But to fly, he couldn't. He just couldn't. The people have all manners of phobias. You know, and we've given it very good names that sociologically is acceptable. Some say, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> people have all manners of fear, all manners of phobia, including Fruitopia. Everybody have. <laughs> Some people are afraid of fruits. Is that not Fruitopia? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are afraid of everything. Sometimes, you know, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm privileged, when sometimes when people are happy with me and they invite me to come to their house for dinner or lunch, that's, you know, people are happy with me once in a while, at least once in a year. <laughs> you know, they say, our oh, pastor, you know, we like to host you and your family. And, and then I say, okay, if I agree. And they say, okay, sure. Then they ask me, you know, pastor, you know, um, do you have any allergies? Uh, no, they, no, they just want to find out so that, you know, the type of food they will make. I say, allergy. <laughs> I say, that's an enemy. I don't have, I don't have allergy. I say, are you allergic to peanuts? Are you allergic to, I say, me. Give me anything, I'll take it. Put it on the table, I'll take it. Allergic to what? <laughs> the only thing that will stop me is the size of my belly. Allergic to what? Bible says everything is made by God. I believe my hand. I'm not allergic to anything. Give it to me, I'll take it. People are controlled by what, what they should control. Control by what they should control. Fear of this, fear of that. Some people are afraid of the dark. Some are afraid of this, afraid of that. Afraid of what? Some people, as I'm sitting right now, some people, when it's dark at night, 1 a.m., they can't go to their basement. And it's their own basement. It's a pastor, there's a sound there. And it's a deep freezer, just making hmm, hmm. He's afraid. He's afraid. He said, honey, honey, what's that? People are so afraid. People are so afraid. By God's some people, some people are afraid of just staying alone in their own house. You know, if it's just windy, they forgot they didn't close the window very well. They just, the blind just moves. Change it. Say, hey! <laughs> These are things that you walk around your house. The foreigners are hear my voice. I'm frightened out of the hidden places. I'm not afraid of anything. I walk in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I, I take my walk, I pray. One time, I, 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 just a few days ago, I was walking 
by 2 a.m. taking a walk. I saw one woman come out. She was dressed. I knew a door had opened. She just had come out. So I, I just kept on walking on the street. Not catch a man, not come out to see her later. I was actually, I wasn't actually going out to pray. I was going out to think. Because I think better when I'm in motion. Somehow my mind works better when I'm in motion. I'm not as smart as you. You can get all your ideas when you're seated. For me, I like to take a walk. It just worked better for me, anyway. So I knew a door had opened, I just walked, and I could feel footsteps behind me. I didn't look back, I just go in. Because there's no point. It's not the master that starts figuring out where the servant is. It's the servant that you figure out where his master is. So it was when I got in the situation, I was about to take a right turn. That I now, I now you know, taking the right turn 90 degrees, I now saw, I looked peripherally, and I saw that it was a woman. She was dressed, old woman. So I said to myself, 2 a.m., where are you going? <laughs> Old woman, where are you going at 2 a.m.? <laughs> but I didn't ask her questions. She didn't, she, she, she didn't ask me questions. You know, I was in my jacket. In my jacket, I was walking, and I was doing my thinking. Why should I be afraid? Afraid of what? Afraid of what? <laughs> I was driving this morning, early hours of this morning, about 3 a.m., I said, pray for me so I can sleep. He didn't pray for me. It's obvious he didn't pray for me. It's obvious because I did not sleep. So, <laughs> so I was driving. So I was about to make a turn. The house I was going to turn, you know how you enter somebody's driveway and then you pull back, you do a three-point turn. They had Buddha statues there. So I said, I will kill these people today, this Buddha. I will kill this Buddha today. So I entered the place. You know, somebody said, why did you always look for trouble? <laughs> I don't look for trouble, but if I see it around me, I don't run away. Don't be afraid. That's the point. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to fear. Whatever has been making you fear, bringing fear to you, whatever it is, whatever sociological name is calling, I stand there today, I rebuke that fear in Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit bringing oppression to you, I rebuke them today. In the name of Jesus Christ. The fear of failure, you will not fail. She will not fall. She will not fail. The fear of being left behind, you will not be left behind. <laughs> Number two, restoration of property. This is deeper than just a piece of land. It's the restoration of inheritance. The properties in those days was basically their inheritance. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 10, it says that each of you shall return to his possession. Look at that now. It's each of you. Everybody must return to their possession. There are people, under the top of my voice right now, you've been in this country for this number of years. You have only one property. Some don't even have any property. You had this possession that God has ordained for you to have by now. You are returning to it from this moment. Oh my God, my God. There's going to be heavy restoration this coming year. In the next one year, there will be heavy restoration. There will be very heavy restoration. There's somebody here, you wanted to be a developer. Over the years, you wanted to be a developer, but some things have happened over the last couple of years. You've not been able to even step into it. There's restoration from this day. 
In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, but there's another dimension of restoration of inheritance. I'd like you to listen carefully to this one. Let me show you the scripture. Good news translation. In this way, you shall set the 50th year apart. Proclaim freedom through all the inhabitants, to all the inhabitants of the land. Now listen to this. During this year, all property that has been sold shall be restored to the original owner or the descendant. Now, this is, I'm going to make an announcement now. This is only for people that this applies to. Sold. Sold. Whatever your forefathers have sold your inheritance. There are some people that their forefathers have sold their future before they were born. But God is saying, in the year of Jubilee, whatever has been legally transacted with the enemy that belongs to you will be given back to you. If that applies to you, stand on your feet like a champion. I'd like you to open your mouth in one minute and pray. I demand a restoration today. Come on, come on. I demand restoration today. Oh, I demand it. Come on, pray. I demand it. Kappa Sutakata. Open your mouth, pray. Let's not Whatever the soul. Oh, but my forefathers, whatever part of my future, future of my children, the transactions have been made. Marcus Katayakata, Malas Natakozate, Emprana Sotobayaga. Somebody pray. Zakata Bozate Legaza, Regazegezegezegezege, Rakazagazagazaga, Oh, Pakazakatalaya. Oh, yes. My future, the future of my children, Malas Kayata. That has been sold by anybody that has authority in my family. Today I demand restoration. I demand restoration today in the name of Jesus. Pray. 20 seconds more. Pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Alleluia. It's my season of Jubilee. It's my year of Jubilee. Matandi, Matandi, Matandi. Rabbi Katanaya. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Loud and clear, make sure your amen is sounding. I stand here today under the apostolic authority of the mandate God has given me to empower people, his people, to achieve their dreams and to fulfill their destiny. As I stand here today, whatever your fathers have sold away concerning your future, wherever your glory has been traded, or the glory of your children, this day, I demand it be restored in Jesus' name. I command it be restored in Jesus' name. Your glory is restored. Your glory is restored. Your glory is restored. The glory of your children restored. Your destiny restored. In the name of Jesus. Restore to the original owner. Restore to the original owner. Watch out. 
before the same time next year. Things will have so positively changed for you, you, you will be like you're dreaming. In the name of Jesus, your glory is restored here. Your glory is restored. Your shining is restored. Your shining is restored. In the name of Jesus. Take your seat for one minute. Aha! Blessings of Jubilee. Thank you. I like the energy on this side. You know, you know, you know, we're now living in a world whereby there's a lot of unbelief. People look at scripture and um, for some people, it doesn't really mean anything. First, let me show you the scripture. Leviticus 25, verse 10, in the TLB translation. For the 58th year shall be holy, a time to proclaim liberty throughout the land, throughout the land, to all enslaved debtors, and a time for the what? Of all, speak to me. <laughs> you see, it is to you based on what you believe. Somebody sits down there now looking at their debt and say, with all this money I owe, how am I going to pay this? Pastor, are you serious about this? It's not me. God is the one saying it. Let it be fired into your spirit. Believe it. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If you don't believe many things, this is an area that God has given this church very unusual grace by the privilege of the Almighty God. As I stand here today, this church owns three powerful properties in this land. You understand? Powerful properties. Okay? We own a property by the airport. I mean, any property by the airport is a very serious one. When the property by the airport there, you know, powerful property, landed property by the airport there. We need a property five minutes drive from here at Lenwood Drive. Then during the pandemic, a family gave us a, a private property, a house also. Let me say this to you. The three properties that we own, let me give you an idea. The property by the airport, just last year, we did a check, did um, the appraisal, just last year. It came at $15 million. Yeah. Now, it gets, it gets better. Listen very carefully. To the glory of Jesus Christ, we owe nothing as a church. Nothing. And I mean nothing. We don't owe any bank one cent. There is no mortgage on any of the properties. Not even one cent. Not even one cent. Not even one cent. <laughs> I tell you this. See that there is no, there is no bank, no lending institution, nobody in this country that can tell me stories. This thing I'm telling you is true. What you need to know is that it didn't start that way. We got mortgage for the properties. It didn't start that way. There was mortgage on it originally. So what I'm telling you is, I saw it, I said, I believe this thing. It's going to work. And it has worked. So I'm not telling you theory. 
I'm not telling you theory. I'm telling you what. Do you believe that? You know, Peter said, such as I have, I give unto you. I'm telling you what I have. The grace that God has put in me for the cancellation. So I'm going to be praying for you in a few minutes, but I'd like your faith to be fired up and you believe it. Let me wrap up this session, then we're going to pray. Number four, let's take this. This part, this one, it's just for me. I, I, I put it there. I wanted, to, I wanted to give you those three, but I put it there for me. In, in the message translation of Leviticus 25, 18 to 21, it says, keep my decrees and observe my laws. You will live secure in the land. Amen. The land will yield its fruit. You see, that, so that, that's, that's one level of blessing. The land just yields its fruit. It's one level of blessing. You know, you just, you work, you get an income, you get a good pay. That's okay. The land is eating its fruit. It's okay to celebrate that. Give God praise for that. It's a testimony, no doubt. You will eat. You will eat all you can. That's a buffet. Sounds like a Chinese restaurant to me, but you have all you can eat. Oh, okay. You eat all you can. You have all you can eat. Anyway. Hunger. All right. So, you have all you can eat. So, this is, Bible is saying this is a regular blessing. You have a good job, you're getting some good pay, you're able to go on vacation, you know, your children go to school and all of that. This is saying this is normal, nothing big deal. Your life, your house is safe, you're secure. Normal, normal, normal. Safe, secure means you also have insurance, you have this, you have that. Normal. Then God said, did I hear you ask, what are we going to eat in the seventh year if we don't plan to harvest? And it starts by saying, I assure you. Somebody say, I'm assured. Oh, say it again. I'm assured. He said, I assure you, I will send such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. You see, this is what is called extraordinary favor. I, I, I thank God for the land yielding its fruit. I, I'm, I'm grateful to God for the land yielding its fruit because some people's land don't yield fruit. But God is saying that you ain't seen anything yet. Listen, somebody is about to step into a biblical dimension of favor. <laughs> you better believe this. You're about to step into a biblical dimension of favor. You're about to step into a biblical dimension of favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. There are some powerful testimonies, miracles that will happen to you. Listen carefully. For six months, you will still think you're dreaming. Powerful testimonies that will happen in your family. For six months, you will still think you're dreaming. For you, it will be like the dream of the night. The question then, why you're still standing is this. Are you ready to exercise your faith? Are you ready to exercise your faith? Are you ready to exercise your faith? We're going to pray in a minute. Remain standing. I'm done with the teaching.
about to pray. You know, I've had the privilege, by the grace of God, of being a servant in this house for a little less than 23 years. In April, it will be 23 years. I've seen things in this country. I've seen dimensions. I've seen things. I've experienced God in different dimensions. But the Holy Spirit has told me what we are about to experience as a people in this new season is going to make everything we have experienced pale into insignificance. Yeah. Only three people believe on the other side. What you are about to experience will make what you have seen so far pale into insignificance. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that there are, I'm glad that there are people here when this, that were here and from the very first day, beginning, we honor God continually for them, for the sacrifice and the loyalty and the dedication, uh, you know, to God and to this mandate in this house. We've seen things. I've seen a time when we're in uh, Iceland and we set up the place in Iceland, just in front of Eshi Center. We arranged the chairs. I know because it was me and my wife that used to arrange the chairs. Early in the morning. 40 chairs. It was never full. The highest attendance we had there were 20 people. 22, 23 people. I've seen dimensions. <laughs> I've seen different dimensions. I've seen this dimension that I'm seeing today now. But I'm telling you, what we're about to see. And you can put this, you can, you can extrapolate this into your personal life. What you are about to experience will make everything you have seen to death make it pale into insignificance. There are people here that will bear me witness when we're in Rogers Center, September, October, year 2000, 22 years ago. And we had a service, Sunday service like this, and we had an offering of $300. That was the total offering. Tithes, offering, givings, first fruit, last fruit, vows, pledges, everything. $300. When they told me, I called the leadership meeting to praise God. We danced before God. That how can God have promoted us so fast that the total offering in the church is now $300? Yeah. We're rejoicing. I've seen dimensions. And the same me, I've sat in my office. I didn't go out. It was not an offering. Within eight days, Sunday to Sunday, people just walk up to me to bless the church. $200,000. Just walk up to me. In Lenwood Drive. I've seen that. I've seen it. One man came, walk up to me. First person walk up to me and said, Pastor, so and so and so and so. So he walk and, and then, you know, by the time he said he was, gave the church a bank draft, $140,000. No offering, nothing said. I've seen dimensions. I've seen dimensions. And all of that is still nothing. I'm not talking about money now. I'm talking about different things. I've seen 500, over 500 people saved. We've seen it just together. At open heavens, 512 people saved in just one call. 
We've seen dimensions. I've seen dimensions of healing. There was a young man that came here the other time. They brought him here. He was wearing the winter jacket early in the morning. He wasn't, wasn't even, um, um, you know, I, 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 it wasn't cleaned up. Let's put it that way. But he had this winter coat. He was shivering. He was, he was, and it wasn't winter. He was shivering. He was, he couldn't stand. He was wobbling. You know, he couldn't stand. And they brought him here. And our pastor said, Pastor, you, you, you want to minister to this man, you know. And I took him to the church office area, sat him down with his um, sister that came. I ministered to him. I told him, I'm going to, about to preach now. They were already singing. I'm about to come in to preach. I just ministered to him, shared the word of God with him, and prayed for him. and prayed on his phone. I told him to be listening to it. By the time I finished his service like this, I went back in the church office. The man was walking around the whole place. I've seen dimensions. He's walking over the whole place. He's been healed. He's been healed. I've seen dimensions. But God is saying, what we're about to see will make what we have seen pale into insignificance. So we're about to pray now in a few minutes. Your life is about to take an upward trajectory. So now let's get to business now. If you fill the cards and all, then they can go back to sleep, but they can start praying from where they are right now. Let's start praying. Let's pray. This is the first prayer point. Are you ready to pray? Yes. You're not ready to pray? Yes. All right. This first prayer point. Father, let every captivity in my life end today in Jesus' name. Open your mouth. Pray. Pray, 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 pray. Just for a few minutes, pray. Father, let every captivity in my life, let it end today. Captivity in the life of my children, let it end today. Pray. Pray. Let it end today. It must end today. Captivity in my life. Captivity in the life of my family. It must end today. Anybody in captivity in my family, today it must end. Whoever is in bondage, today is the end of bondage for anybody in my family. Please open your mouth and pray. In the name that is above every name, anything that looks like bondage concerning my wife, concerning my children, today, let it end today. Oh, let it end today. Every captivity in my life, every captivity in my family, today is the end of it. Father, let the captivity be overturned today. Let it be torn today. Somebody open their mouth and pray. It's serious business now. It's time to pray. We are at the business end of the service now. Exercise your faith now. Bari Sabadele. Bari Sabadalita. Bari Sambantilelebosielete. Bari Santandelekebah. Bari Sakatamagelele. Bari Santolemadoskelete. Bari Sakatamolokosielete. Oh, mama, mama. Oh, makato, makata. Let every captivity end today. In the name 
of Jesus Christ. Kopakata malozamada. Ehena kozina. Erika tona bulasiate. Raninga batoba luzia. Open your mouth. Thirty seconds more. I refuse to be a captive of sickness. I refuse to be a captive of poverty. I refuse to be a captive of failure. I refuse to be a captive of curses. In the name of Jesus, let every captivity in my life end today. Open your mouth. Open your mouth, church. Pray. No, no, I say no to captivity concerning my life. I say no to captivity concerning my wife. I say no to captivity concerning my children. Father, every captivity concerning my life, my children, my family, my wife, let it end today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Loud and clear, in Jesus' name, we pray. Please don't get tired. This is the business end of the service. Don't get tired at all. Give it your very, very, very best. <laughs> Father, grant me complete restoration. Everything I've lost, let there be complete restoration of it. Come on. Complete restoration of everything I have lost. Everything I have lost, everything I have lost, Akuski Pakete Rekle Boskete Nembele Boskia and Lekita Kurama Boskelete. Oh, somebody open their mouth and pray. Father, let there be complete restoration. Maka Mosatela Telele Boskayata. On Prana Kuseke Palete. Oh, all the years the conquer woman's eating. Let there be restoration. Let there be, let there be, oh God. All the years I've lost. All the opportunities I've lost. All the open doors I've lost. Relationships I've lost. Father, I pray, let there be restoration of everything I've lost. Restoration of health. Restoration of wealth. Restoration of rest. Restoration of glory. In my life, in the name of Jesus, somebody open their mouth and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Jesus said, men always ought to pray. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Father, all oh, the Kairos moments I've lost in life. Let there be restoration of the opportune time I've lost. In the name of Jesus. Let there be restoration of the opportunities I've lost in life. 
Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Pray for restoration. Opportunities I've lost. I've been blinded to. I've been distracted from. I was not positioned to get take. Oh Lord, I'd be too lazy to take. Father, I pray today, my Father, you are the God of restoration. In the time of Jubilee, you restore everything. Let it be restored. Let it be restored. In the name of Jesus, let it be restored. Oh, my Kasotadaya. 30 seconds more, pray. Balatamazoma Lapata. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Mando was secretary to La Yisti. Imbratuna Malaboski Alata. Balayanamosia. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We're getting there. Just two more prayer points. Prayer point number three. Father, grant me your power and your wisdom for all my debts to be paid in Jesus' name. All of my debts to be paid. Not one single cent left. Your church, Father, is debt free. Oh, Father, I'm praying. Come on, pray, pray, pray. You are no respecter of persons, oh God. Father, grant me the power. Grant me your power. Give me your wisdom, O God, to pay off all my debts. In the name of Jesus, come on, pray. Open your mouth, pray. I thought somebody was praying. Father, I'm asking you today for your power. I'm asking you today for your wisdom. Oh God, empower me, oh God. Equip me with your wisdom, oh God. Empower me with your grace. Equip me with your wisdom, oh God. To pay off all my debts. In the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. Open your mouth and pray. In the season of Jubilee, all debts are cancelled. Public debt and private debt. I pray today. Yeah, papa, papa, papa. 
Oh Priya Kataya, Oh Priya Yakata, Oh Priya Yakado, Oh Priya Yakata, Oh Marose Patelegeretisia, Intale Makapotosaya, Father, empower me with your grace, equip me with your wisdom, O God, to pay off all my debts, public and private, in the name of Jesus. Pray, 20 seconds more, pray. Skapatoma skapakatalayata, peke peleke pomakobakasa. Entakuliti nema takulese gemata, brantakulese nema kata. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your holy name, O God. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Final prayer point. Listen. There are places where they have said no to you. That no is about to be changed to a yes. That no is about to be changed to a yes. Lift your voice and pray for extraordinary favor. Pray for extraordinary favor. Pray for extraordinary favor. Kadina Kuza. Pray. Open your mouth. You can do better than this. Open your mouth. And Paleda Madoske Palende, Embrakubaski Pataliman, Kebaki Remodoskelian, Makunama Sotobale, Reta Poska Pikete Nebakaros of Mate, Empanakus Capitele Kereta Madoski, Malita Madose, Dose, 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 Iababo, Iababo, Iababa, Iababa. In Contombalegere Bafara, I ask you for extraordinary favor, oh God, in my life, in my family, upon the ministry you are putting my hands and trusted into my hands. I pray for extraordinary favor in the name of Jesus. Starting from today, starting from today, extraordinary favor. Dimensions of your favor have never stepped into before. But I'm asking you today. Makama tura misele prato wazola mate e prano ma pakizele nelebo skeli atat matama tamata mokoskeleba je pate ne ma proskobadeleba somebody pray open your mouth extraordinary favor is available ya do se telea ya do se telea ya do se telea ya kori telele marabobo se reze 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 kete. Oh, yes, 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 my father. Extraordinary. Extraordinary favor. Extraordinary favor. One more minute, pray. Father, I pray for extraordinary favor. One more minute, pray. For myself, for my wife, for my children, for my family, for the ministry work you have put in my hands, I ask you today, my father, for extraordinary favor. In the name of Jesus, 
Andekere andekarakodoskeleta. Holinamadoskabi arigata libakuska. Dimensions I've never stepped into. Minamoboboski bale kebreka masotadaya. Oh, baba, 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 baba. Oh, Thank you, my father. Oh, 15 seconds more. Come on now. Sanko tape kerete mele baba osia. Hallelujah. Makubaski perekelemandoski. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. 22 years ago, it pleased you by election of grace to pick me out of the unqualified set of people. The least qualified of all of the unqualified was me. But by election of grace, you picked me out and gave me a mandate to go and empower people to achieve their dreams, and to empower them to fulfill their destiny and to be a positive influence in the society. 22 years, almost 23 years now, it has pleased you to confirm this word over and over and over again. I stand here today fully conscious of this mandate, Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church as I represent you to these people that you sent me to. Daniel chapter 4 verse 17 says the decree, the statement is by the decree of the watchers. As I decree into their lives today, everything I say over them, after the order of Isaiah 44, 26, let it be so immediately in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I decree over you today, wherever there's been oppression in your life, that oppressor, the power of that oppressor is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. The power of that oppressor is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. This day marks the end of oppression in your life. Amen. Every demonic spirit has been responsible for oppression in your life to this date. Right now, they render powerless in Jesus' name. In the year of Jubilee, freedom is declared. I declare freedom over you. Freedom over your family. Freedom over your children. Freedom concerning your health. Freedom concerning your health. Freedom concerning your health. Somebody came into this service today having a health scare. I'm here today to put fear in your fears. By the power of God. I rebuke every sickness here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Restoration of what has been lost. Everything you have lost, starting from the years that the canker worm has eaten, the years that the locust has eaten, I decree here today, the years you have lost, may it be restored now. May it be restored now. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it be restored right now. In the next one year, Everything you have lost in the last two decades is going to come your way by multiplied means. Miraculously, you will regain them. Every opportunity you have lost in the last 25 years will come your way again in the next one year. It will come your way again. I don't know what I'm speaking to. It will come your way again. 
It says, knock, it will be open. The doors you are knocking upon, whatever the forces are that are holding. When we were knocking on the door of this building to come here, the city of Misaka were telling us that it couldn't happen. <laughs> but it says, knock, it shall be open. The doors you have been knocking upon that refuse to open. I stand here today representing the one that is the fullness of fulfillment of Jubilee. And I decree over you, the doors are open right now. In the name of Jesus, they are open right now. Like I told you, I stand here today representing you, representing God, and boldly tell you that this your church owes no man nothing. Completely free of debt. I decree over you from this day. Power of God. Grace of God. The wisdom of God. To walk in the dimensions of being debt free. Receive it now in Jesus name. Receive it 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 in Jesus name. declare you on behalf of Jesus Christ from this moment you are debt free you are debt free you are debt free you are debt free I've seen things I've seen favor first person that really prayed favor over my life many many years ago was Pastor Deboe on the 17th of November 1999 in his private quarters at that time in London England in Welling Garden City Sorry, on the 15th of November. It was the 15th of November. My wife and I, Topsy, went there to have a meeting with him. He just called us. Somebody said, I wanted him to bless you. Since you're going to Canada. And they brought us before him. And he prayed for us. That we'll find favor with God and we'll find favor with men. And is it not obvious now? Even me, when I was coming today into this church, there was no place for back. It just happens that... <laughs> It just happens that the people that are there, by somehow, miraculously, they recognize me. So they created one extra space for me to park my car. I pray over you today. Extraordinary favor that will make you outstanding in life. Receive it now in Jesus' name. 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 As I'm speaking now for as many of us who believe, I cancel the curse of being ordinary in Jesus' name. She will not be ordinary. 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 From this day, by the power of grace, I release you into an outstanding season. I release you into an outstanding season. Outstanding season. Open your hands, please. I want to pray this over you. Please open your hands. The blessing of God that makes one rich and has no sorrow. That guarantees safety, security of the blessed. Blessing of God that makes one rich and has no sorrow. I decree over you today. Sorrow-free blessings in Jesus' name. Should we not know tragedy? Should we not know tragedy? Untimely death will not come in your family. In the name of Jesus, you will not know tragedy. You will not know tragedy. You will not know accidents. You will not know tragedy. Your weeping has ended from today. 
the name of Jesus Christ. Sarah said, the Lord has made me laugh. And all those are here will laugh with me. I decree over you now, wherever you are, where are you now? I decree over you. From this day, your laughter, the new laughter has started. Over your career, you will laugh. Over your business, you will laugh. Over your children, you will laugh. Over your marriage, you will laugh. Concerning your health, you will laugh. Concerning your immigration, you will laugh. Concerning your finances, you will laugh. Over every area of your life, you will laugh. Concerning your ministry, you will laugh. You will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. All throughout the next year, you will be laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing, jumping for joy, shouting for joy, clapping for joy, dancing for joy in the name of Jesus Christ. So it is in Jesus' mighty name. This is the end of the message. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more information, please visit our website at www.houseofpraise.ca. God bless you.